Welcome, Pathfinders, to Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Yep. Now with more obelisks. Now with a lot of obelisks. Obelize. Obelize. No. Obelisk. A lot of, lot of obelisks. Nope. Now with a ton more obelisks. Yeah, actually, you guys have finally reached the titular Slave Trenches of Hakatep. Titular as in that is also the title of this book. <laughs> Spiffy. And it's a sad place, and we don't it's like really, it. It's a really, really messed up place <laughs> already. Turns out some place named the Slave Trenches is a sad place. <laughs> yeah, who, who would have thought it also had double meanings? Mm. Who would have guessed? We were hoping all the sadness was in the past, but no. This is Mummy's Mass. The sadness is all pervading. I thought that was Tyrant's Grasp. I was yeah. going to say, I thought this was supposed to be this the... This Find the Path podcast. Uh... <laughs> you make you feel feels. Search your feelings. You know them to be true. Yeah, so I suppose uh, to jump back into things, when last we had left the doorkeepers after returning from our, uh, our little side story, a side adventure, the doorkeepers had made their way up the Crook River, progressing their way all the way back to, uh, well, let's see, they went through a peck, they traveled basically all along the Crook River, they reached the Oxjaw Falls, they, uh, they met with the nice lizard folk that lived there, mm. uh, chatted with them for a little bit. Yep. So, now nah, somebody could like yeah. If somebody died, somebody could have come back as a really awesome lizard folk. That'd be cool. <laughs> See, there you go. Now you have a character option. Minus the dying part. Minus yeah, the dying let's, part. Let's avoid the dying. But hey, you could spare be spare the cool dying if you will. And instead, you guys had continued your way until you'd finally arrived after gaining some information from. Uh, to be perfectly honest, he's just kind of like we sent in the the tribe there. Sent in the one person they knew that really spoke of Sirianni well. Like, no one else really cares about a Syriani, and we know these people aren't going to bother to learn Draconic. Although Hollis might know Draconic. I, don't, I know Draconic! See? You could have had a nice Draconic conversation Dang. with the guy. Oh, well. Instead, he had told you a little bit about the guardian of the Slave Trenches of Hakatep. Yeah, at least we got a name now. Yeah, who, yeah who is decidedly absent so far, which is just amping up our paranoia. He's going to jump out of the walls. actually out to get you. Well, we're not going to get to talk to him if we've already gone in places, you know? Like, he's not going to be chill with us. Yeah, but we're on a timetable, man. we got to, like, you know, stop a kind of sort of invasion. Well, maybe. It's not really an invasion because they've been here all along. <laughs> well, well, they're, they're, in, no, they're invading, invading um, beyond. <laughs> yeah, they're invading outside of Assyrian. They're oh, going, I guess that's true. Like, that's because they're going to take back out of, take back everything that was Assyrian when Hawkeye yeah. was Pharaoh. Yeah, take it all back. Yeah. No takesies, so, taxis. Yeah, you guys had arrived at the uh, the impressively sized map for the Slave Trenches of Hakatep. Again, 17 square miles of adventure. Might be a record. Yeah, it is figuratively and literally a sandbox. Hee hee. Ha ha. We have very specific instructions that we need to follow, though. Yes. First up, Lantern Vault. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you won't hit some of these other letters that I've seen on here. Honestly, the letters go on here go pretty high. We go on to <laughs> X, Y, and Z. It doesn't reach Z, but it gets pretty high up, and it gets into the middle alphabet just because there's mm. so many encounter locations. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, boy. I do love the middle of the alphabet. G. G's a fun That is letter. where my letters are. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys had entered into the slave trenches. You had entered into the northern section of it. Again, the northern entrance, which faces east, which finally made sense to you guys once you actually saw the map and went, oh, wait, that's exactly what this means. Yep. Uh, since it has a little, like, periscope that sticks off the top of it, looks off to the east and descended down within and then got some idea of the scope of this place since you wandered around, uh, really only turned a couple of times and ended up walking basically over a mile and a half to navigate your way through here. 
-hmm. and realize, oh, there's going to be a lot of walking in this place. We're going to get oh, our steps yeah. in, that's for sure. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could race a chariot through here also, but whatever you want to do. I could do a chariot. Yeah, we could, we could phantom chariot. Thoughts for the future. As a side note, when I'd originally planned on doing this, I planned on like blocking it out and then having you guys explore like segment by segment, not know where the twists and turns were, really kind of make it into a maze. Oh. And, uh, but it's so simple to just fly up and take a look around. True. Yeah. yeah and like, that's we probably would have done. done if you hadn't put us <laughs> yeah, on the hill. Masika yeah. can fly, Narmer can fly, Hollis can fly. We can all fly in one way or another. Yeah, if anyone needed to fly, they could fly. So he doesn't, I I can fly. doesn't fly, he just falls slowly. <laughs> so Buzz Lightyear reference for anybody. It's true. It's like and in Sudi's case, only when adjacent to a vertical wall. It's true. So <laughs> had to be adjacent to a vertical wall. You had entered into the slave trenches and began following your way through the literal trenches here, as you navigated your way to the Tech Reminit, otherwise known as its translation, the Lantern Vault. It's really bad when you say Tech anything. I'm like technology. No. <laughs> yes, the technically right. vault. <laughs> the Technic League's vault? It's bright. Yep. Yeah. And approaching towards it, you'd find a, a beam of light shooting out of a wall towards you as you begin to approach closer to it. Uh, allow me to remind me to talk about that in the after party, because that's actually a bit of a change that I made to this vault. The light? The light. It burns. Head towards the light. I'm just thinking of Gollum, and he says, don't follow the lights. Don't and I'm like, lights. I'm not going to trust Gollum. That time he was right, though. Yeah, that time he was trying to protect people from, you know, dead bodies in They're the marshes. dead faces in the water. I mean, true, but we're not in marshes. We're in the desert. It's fine. Yeah. They're it's just because I just recently watched it. There are dead faces in the desert, so. Oh, apparently there's bone dust all over this place, so. That's true. Yeah, there's some really cool artwork. Remind me to show that to you guys also later once you get through those encounters. Oh, boy. Detect magic on the magic wall. I mean, it's just going to be magic like everything else here. You made your way down to the the end of this northeastern quadrant, this the end of this northeastern trench, and approached towards a rectangle of light, ten feet across, fifteen feet high, blazing in light, with a, a small step leading up to its front entrance. I would like to tech check anything here for traps constantly. I mean, I know that I have. Uh, you have a thing. Just I have a thing. Kind of have I have, a class you know, trap sense and all that, but uh, just want to make sure that it is—it is known that I am very paranoid right now. Yeah, you stand here. The desert winds whistle around you. Here inside of the trench, they form small vortices of sand and dust that build up. Again, you're not sure how deep this trench originally was and how much of this is sand has piled up down here or how often the sand manages to catch it just the right way to make a wind funnel to clear out the trenches. However, you stand here faced with a wall stretching 50 feet upwards, this cliff face over to the cliff overhead, and an ancient corridor sliced horizontally into the trench wall, lit by glowing cartouches carved over the archway, declaring it to be the Tech Reminet. All right. I suppose in we go. So remind me again, what are we looking for in here? We're going to activate something? We have to activate the obelisks. Yes. Okay, this has the Kepsutanum in it. Okay. Is it the right time to activate the Kepsutanum? That's a good question. What time is I it? I think activating the Kepsutanum just activates the ability to use the pillars. Because then we okay, have to do the yep. holy water ceremony, and that's 
the start of the 12 hours to yeah. get it all we done. Yeah, we did with. ask what keeps the Kepsutanum safe, and uh, only Hakatep knew, but there was a Shaitan warrior um, who probably still guards it, and apparently he has got a temper, Tef Naju. Um, and there's also apparently a bunch of traps uh, which do not have bypasses. It says, assume every hallway is trapped. Um, it can't... So, if we can retrieve the lantern from the Tekra Minute. So, we need a lantern. The source of the Sacrifier's power is found within complex on the northeastern side of the Earthworks called the Tekra Minute. And you're aware that there's a life lantern that you can uh, use to awaken the Kepsutanu. Um, so, you must seek out the chamber of the Sacrifier's within a second complex on the eastern reaches of the trench known as the Sek Rafina. Yeah, we have to get the lantern and then go to the place to activate the call the pillars, obelisks. Yep, from there it's a simple matter of anointing the Sekrafir symbols in the proper order with holy water or unholy water. We're gonna go with holy. Hopefully you guys brought enough holy water. So here you stand in front of the tech Raminate. And I am assuming, as Chisisek warned, that every single hallway is trapped. So Citra is on high alert. She has out her um, my magnifying glass, my, my magic wand. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna go slow and methodical. I'll yes. turn on it to detect magic just to. We're not gonna be help. able to do that when we're on the time limit for activating the pillars, though. This place is huge. No, uh, but I'm hoping it says we can't bypass the stuff, but that's not to say that I can't just deactivate them, right? Yeah, there's that's a part of me that kind of wants to clear this place out as much as we can to like give us the routes between everything so that we yeah we're, we should pre find the routes before we start. Yeah, yeah. we. Probably, I, I know that uh, I carry chalk around, so I just assumed that, like, as we found important things, we would, like, mark the walls in chalk. As long as this isn't, like, a Goblin King Labyrinth situation where some crazy little goblins come out and, like, switch my directions around. If we make a plan <laughs> for doing it tomorrow, I can prepare nothing but teleports, and then I would have four teleports for us to get places, which would be helpful, assuming I look at all the things. Although, I mean, if I stood, if I flew up high enough, I could just see them. Anyway. I suppose you make your way forward. Yes. Carefully. You make your way forward. Approach the entrance. The stairs that once marked the front of this have worn down to a simple slope. Not so difficult for all of you to navigate your way up as you climb up and then into the entryway. Again, the chamber beyond is brilliantly bright. The hallway beyond, really. The ceilings here are high. Uh, again, Hollis, you can immediately tell magic, 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 magic. There's literally a light spell cast every 10 feet down the length of this hallway. So every cartouche here seems to be magical. Like permanent light. Apparently they wanted a lot of light here. Interesting. It's a theme. Again, possibly part of the reason why this place is in the east. Maybe it'll be dark in the west. The glowing cartouches are carved into the ceiling every few feet. A narrow side passage branches off towards your left-hand side immediately inside of the entryway. Well, further down, you can tell that the tunnel turns and has maybe an entrance to the, the right-hand side, down towards the end. As you step into here, the sound almost seems to die away from outside, everything fading away into the background. Immediately, actually, before we go any further, as you guys step to the front and begin walking your way forward, Citra, go ahead and make me a perception roll. That didn't take long. Am I adding Go ahead and add your your, uh, your trap finding. And how about we get a perception roll from everyone else while we're at it? Oh, great. <laughs> Can we take 10 or no? You are currently unaware that you're threatened, so yes. I roll a 7 for a 20. I'll take 10 for a 33. Masika rolls a 2 for a 9. Narmer rolls a 2 for a 20. I rolled a 9. 
which gets me a 32, but if I'm not including the trap finding, it's minus six, so I got a 26. Very well. So you step up, step inside, see the passage off towards your left-hand side, see the passage further down off, off towards the right, look over all the cartouches and hieroglyphs. Everyone, except for Masika, who I imagine almost runs into to Sudi's back, Narmer, you know, grabs onto you and kind of holds you back. Hold up. All of you look up and note that there are hieroglyphs directly above the entry that are different from the hieroglyphs that you've seen, that you see down the length of this hallway. Citra, you note these. Look ahead, narrow your eyes. Look at the markings on the surrounding walls. This hallway is trapped. You can tell that subtly interlaced with the other hieroglyphs, in the recesses between them are carved small magical wards. Of course, Masika notices none of this, and only Citra notices the trap. Uh, for the rest of you looking up, you can see that the uh, hieroglyphs directly above you state simply, only in Set's embrace can the path of Ra be stilled. The sun, darkness, etc. So is that saying? Okay, so can I tell what this trap is supposed to do? Uh, all you can tell is that it's going to trigger if you move about another five feet into this hallway. All right. This entire hallway is trapped. Give me a minute. <laughs> we all back out of the area. All right. So just give her some device. room to work. And I do get. How far a are you all moving six. away? Masika's just going to stay where she is. Okay. I start with a 30. All right, fine. Then Sudi's going to just stand here and use his evasion if necessary. I'm going to ready to dispel magic. I mean, if the trap is down the hallway, we're not technically in the hallway, and we haven't triggered it where we are, so... Well, who knows what the trap does. I rolled a 16, which gets me a 46. Jeez. Citra, you step forward. Kneel down, look over the runes. Look down the length of the hallway. 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 feet down its length. These runes cover almost the entire length of this hallway. After a second, you realize that it does something simple but horrifying. Oh boy. In essence, it solidifies the light. What? <laughs> Mechanically, wow. this means it would turn this into a blade barrier made of blades of light force. Wow. Jeez. You then find the triggering rune. Uh, as an interesting side note, it triggers uh, one round after you walk into it. Gave me plenty of time to get the whole party in there for a killing. Yes. Uh, and also apparently it lasts for 15 minutes. Oh. Ooh. You... Lean down, look it over, and you can disable or bypass it. Disable. Uh, you realize that there are two forms of bypass for this trap as you look this over. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, you can do exactly what the runes state, which is in Set's Embrace, you can make your way through the Path of Raw. Turn off the light. Bypass the Blade of Raw. Mechanically speaking, if you cast a Darkness spell and walk through here, you'll be perfectly fine. It can't do anything. The light won't be able to solidify because the light won't be there. It can't hurt you. Okay. Alternatively, you found a rune here that you can disable. And by disabling this rune, you can allow your companions to go through. You can feasibly do that every single time that you walk back through this. You could then re-enable it whenever you leave, if you so wish. Okay. I see no reason to keep any of this stuff yeah. around. Yeah, um, let's disable it. So I, there's a few options. Um, apparently the uh, phrase on the ceiling is quite literal. So if you are in the dark, you can move through because it bypasses the light. Uh, there's also Wait, a rune why here. would you I, need to bypass the light? Because otherwise it turns into blades and will cut you up. Wait, really? That's crazy. You can do that? Magic uh, can do a lot apparently. of stuff. 
So I can also just bypass it and then we can reuse it if we want to or, you know, uh, reinstate it. So um, if, if, if we wanted to have it working again, but... But aren't we taking the, uh, the lantern or whatever out of this place? Yeah, so I can just get rid of the trap altogether. Yeah, but what happens if something happens to you? None of us know how to bypass it. So I think best course of action is I just disable it completely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very well. I choose to disable it. Yeah, it takes you a couple of moments as you lean down, scratch through the runes, note the positions of the other runes, scratch through the ones necessary before eventually disabling the final rune. As you do so, there's a flicker, and then the lights down the length of the hallway dim before going out entirely. All right. So I guess it's safe now? As far as I can tell, I'm going to continue checking as much as I can. Chisisek did warn that there would be traps in every single hallway. Well, one hallway down, an unknown number left. We gonna take this little side passage? I think it would be best not to leave anything behind us. Exactly. I guess we move up to that next hallway. You make your way forward. Citra, I suppose, taking point as you approach this small side hallway. The passage leading into this hall is no wider than five feet, about eight feet high. As you make your way forward, anyone that wishes to go and make me a perception or knowledge engineering, one or the other. I guess it's going to be perception. I roll a 17 for a 29 on my knowledge engineering. I roll an 18 for a 41 perception. I roll an 11 for a 37, or sorry, 36 on engineering. I roll a 17 for a 23 perception. Okay. So all of you notice as you begin to make your way in, the ceilings in here are consistent height, as are the widths of the wall, everything that you'd normally expect. However, everything here tilts downwards, slightly, but noticeably sloping. It's something that would probably be mostly imperceptible, but it's still there. Uh, Those of you with engineering would realize that this is intentional, although why you're not positive. Well, if this were my hallway, I would have trapped it with some sort of a grease spell so that if I slip, I slide down this hall. The incline's not that steep, though. Or you drop a big old boulder and then the boulder will roll this way. (laughs) (laughs) Making your way forward, you see that the hallway stretches only a short distance, maybe 10 feet or so. Citra, you take point, make your way in. Sudi follows along behind you. Masika then Hollis behind. Citra, you step forward, exiting into a chamber from where you stand to the other side, 30 feet across, maybe 20, 25 feet wide. The walls of this rectangular chamber have been rounded, strangely to create smooth corners. A 10 foot diameter, one foot high stone disc, its rim decorated with hieroglyphs and its center bearing an onk shaved indentation, the width of a human hand sits on the floor in the middle of the room. A cylindrical hallway exits the chamber off towards your right-hand side. The walls of this hallway are incredibly smooth and are lit with rings of light every 10 feet. You can't see down to the far end of the hallway from here, but if you want, you can step into the room a little further. I would like to check for traps first. That disc is sus. I'm just scared and paranoid. Chisisek was an evil genius. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can inspect the disc if you so wish. If you want to, you know, hold up a hand, go forward, inspect the disc. Yes, I would like to do this. Go make me a perception roll. 
That's not too bad. What bonuses am I allowed to add to this? Uh, you'd be using your lenses at this point, so. Okay. Uh, but I would not add your trap finding. All right, so I rolled a 15 for a 38. Stepping forward, looking this over. The stone disc is a separate type of stone than the rest of the structure. Also, strangely, it... Placing your hand down towards the bottom, there's a soft air current that comes from under it. But not like that there's... Not like there's a hidden passage or a secret room beneath it. Almost as if the disc is very, very faintly floating. Oh my gosh. Is this like the... the uh... Like the ball at the Henry Dorley Zoo where it's on the water and you can spin it about? Maybe. I was thinking if it was one of the teleportation discs that we found I in the I think Silas you're Sphinx. supposed to put an onk and the impression at the top and it sinks down and opens or closes something. You look over the rest of this and note the runes along the outside edge, the indentation on the top, and whisper off a quick spell. It is magical as you, you know, activate your robes of divination. Hedgewoods. Yep, your robe of the Hedgewoods. There is one other thing that you could note. I'll go ahead and give it to you with that perception check. You don't know if it's pertinent. This disc is exactly 10 feet across. We can it's also it. perfectly circular and the exact same size as the 10 foot diameter cylinder hallway that exits off towards the right. It's a golf cart. We should not get on this. This is going to take us somewhere awful. Well, if you're on it, there's no way it could fit through there. Oh, I thought you said it was exactly as wide as the hallway. But it's also a foot thick, which means that if it's 10 feet wide and a foot thick, then it couldn't actually fit down. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't necessarily seem to trap, but it is magical in a way. Can you tell what it does? Uh, you can make spellcraft if you so wish. Yay, Hollis studies it for a million rounds and then makes a spellcraft. I mean, my spellcraft was a whole 16. Wow, Hollis rolled a big number. <laughs> I rolled. Don't act like that's a that's 12. a that's a bad thing. <laughs> this is Pathfinder. Knowledge is power here. I rolled a nineteen for a forty-two on my spellcraft. Very nice. Excellent. Good job. And you also read Ancient Osirian, correct? I do. Yes. Specifically, you can't determine what this does because it's not complete. Yeah. Needs an onk. Whatever this is is a receptacle, and it seems to somehow. The only thing you can determine judging by the runes on this is it seems to contain prayers and what look to be faded faded runes discussing its use as some form of channel or such for this energy. Something about elemental or spiritual energies. Although they seem to use the terms interchangeably. Earth, fire, air. Strangely, never water. Hmm. There's no water here. However, it looks like there should be some means by which to activate it. At which point you're not entirely positive what it does because it seems to be approaching overwhelmingly powerful near deific magic. It looks like it's somehow connected to something else here. Uh, you are also aware that it does float. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this does. Um, it floats. It's got real crazy high magic on it. It's incomplete. It's linked to something. Probably something down that hallway, but who knows? So we should probably leave it alone. Yeah. You probably have to find the onk that goes in it and it does something. I mean, probably, but I don't know what it does. And I'm not a huge fan of activating big magic when I don't know what it does. But we're probably going to have to do that to find the lantern. Don't you know how to do... Uh, don't you have a thing, like a magic, that lets you know stuff about things? Yeah, but I can't do that a lot. And 
shouldn't we explore the rest of this place <laughs> before I start doing that? Well, sure, but maybe we don't activate this unless we know what it does, and we can use your thing to know that when we're ready for that. What if we use it now and then we really need it later? Like, what's inside of this can? I'm not saying we use it now. I'm saying we leave it alone now. We don't have a yes. thing to fit into it anyway. Masika, Sudi, do you have anything you wish to be doing in the intern? Mm, I'm cool with letting Citra take the lead, so I'll watch the rear. Okay. Masika? I mean, how far down does this other hallway go? A long ways too, I guess. Looking down the hallway. As you look down the hallway, you can again see that the walls of the hallway are perfectly smooth. And in fact, it seems as if it was carved from either the solid stone itself or possibly magically created mm. by someone with an extremely skilled and deft hand with the disintegrate spell, maybe. Fun. The only curious thing that you note is the walls are perfectly smooth and unadorned for its entire length, again, lit every 10 feet, while at the far end, the final section of the hull is lined with what appears to be copper plating. Although from here, you couldn't determine anything. You'd have to climb inside of the hole. Weird. <laughs> Heather's making that. I could climb in this hole, look. Yes, go by the lights that turn into blades. Are we going to climb in the hole? No, Narmer, we're not going to climb in the hole. Oh. Copper plating probably means electricity. Oh. Oh, maybe you can cork electricity in there. Maybe this thing's a big old cork, and you activate it, and then uh, somehow it fills that place with electricity. Electricity is bad. I'm highly conductive. I guess the question is, do we want to go down this smooth hallway or do we want to backtrack and go down the main hallway? I don't love the idea of the smooth hallway. I mean, we should look through this entire place if at all possible, so I'm not sure it makes a huge difference, but this could be something useful to us. I mean, this at the very least looks like a dead end. Yes, the phrasing of that is what worries me. Okay, that's fine. I apologize. <laughs> this, however, looks like a death trap. <laughs> the verbiage is not much better. Oh, okay. It does not appear that this continues on, so we should investigate it and see if it's any way linked to this weird disc. Okay, but not all of us should go in there, because what if that triggers this cork thingy to cork? That is my worry. I thought you said it wasn't trapped. I thought you if said it was it part of a trap, wouldn't you be able to tell that? Well, it doesn't necessarily make it a trap, it just could be a function. Also, if it's part of a trap and the trap trigger is in that hallway, then she might not be able to determine that it's part of the trap. Okay, I'll stay out here and disintegrate through the cork if it should cork you in there. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. I can disintegrate this cork because I have a spell that lets me disintegrate things. I all guess right. I could do it from inside, but what if we all get electrocuted? Actually, I'm probably good at being electrocuted, so maybe I should go with you. I don't know. What do y'all think? <laughs> I'm overthinking things. I'm real paranoid. I, I don't, I don't, I, one, I think everybody's overthinking a lot of things. Two, you said that there's near deific magic on that rock. Are you sure you'd be able to disintegrate it? I don't know. I don't know what the magic does. <laughs> maybe someone that can teleport should go in the hole. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can go in, I can teleport. I can probably be shocked like once, maybe twice. Well, Citra needs to go in case there's traps. We're also assuming it's electricity. Well, then why don't the two of us go ahead? I'll check the hallway for traps, and we can check the dead end, and hopefully it is not a dead end. Well, yeah. Copper is a material component in a lot of lightning spells. All right, I'll go with Citra, and I can always get us out of here by Dimension Doran or uh, teleporting or something. Sounds like a plan. Um, Let's do it. Sudi, don't you have that immovable rod? Maybe put it on top just in case. 
Wait, 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 wait. I was like, I don't have an immovable rod, do I? Have do that. I, I have to click it okay, on top of this right. rock. <laughs> I like the idea that we just bypass this trap by just being like, immovable rod. Hey, you know what? It's not a bad idea. It is definitely not a bad idea because I have a feeling it pops up and then there's just like electricity spewing everywhere and it would be bad. I don't know. I just have a... Yeah. We're going to find out this movable rod's actually movable by deific magic. Well, it's movable by a strong enough strength check, but I will put it on here anyway. Maybe it will delay it. Let's go exploring. Uh, Alrighty. Oh, boy. I leave sugar with Sudi. Wait, I'm coming with you, aren't I? Oh, you're coming with us? Okay, never mind. No, two and two. Oh, two and two? Keep it two and two. <laughs> yes, so you right, keep sugar. I wasn't a- okay, I'll take And if sugar. she starts panicking, you'll know bad stuff's g- occurred. Here you go. I hand you a bag with with sugar so, so in it. So you just like egg. holds the bag up. I can't understand you if you try to talk to me, so you're going to have to make a lot of noise. <laughs> she, uh, as a chicken, rolls her eyes. Yeah, she just <laughs> gives you some side eye. Citra Hollis, you climb into the shaft. Make your way forward. Calling it a shaft definitely doesn't make me Don't think love that it. it's Don't uh, love that at all. Know, a problem or anything, you know? Slowly make your way along. Yep, because we're searching for Very for slowly. Traps and bad I stuff. am checking every freaking nook and nook cranny. cranny. We make five feet at a time. You know what? I'll detect magic and we'll just take a real long time. Your spell's going to wear off. You travel down about the 65 foot length of this. You don't even make it all the way to the end. You just make your way down until you reach the portion where it's covered in copper. Hmm. As you approach closer, there's a noise here. I don't like it. Again, it's difficult because keep in mind, this is perfectly circular and smooth. So there's a lot of you guys like shuffling, bumping into one another. Like because, little kids again, in those tubes at McDonald's. Like, like little kids in tubes. <laughs> Much like that at McDonald's. Yeah, you're building up all this static electricity from the plastic. And you're gonna shock That's the what crap the copper's there for. <laughs> Wait, so the hallway out. is round? Yeah, yeah it's, it is yeah. a perfect circle. Okay, then, yeah, this is exactly what I was expecting. That disc lifts up, it fits in and this corks. hallway, and it shoves you down. That's exactly what this does. Reaching the end of this passage, the copper down here at the end is thick. In fact, it's thicker than the surrounding tunnel. It seems to be about maybe three inches thicker. Huh. So it cuts about six inches off the circumference of the tunnel to the point that the disc couldn't actually go past it. It yeah. would reach this point and stop. It just shunts you into the electric area and then goes. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I don't Probably. think it's a trap. It seems like it would stop at this point, and then the edge of the copper would perfectly match the three-inch edge of the hieroglyphs on the top of the disc. As you lean <laughs> in, look this over. The copper is unadorned, although it is marked, marred, if you will as if something had struck it, damaged it. Not a t- attempting to break free or break out or anything like that. More as if the wear and tear of use. Huh. It's then you pick up that sound. Oh. There's a soft, rhythmic, perfectly timed clockwork precision ticking sounds. Oh, crud. I don't like ticking noises. Emanating from the inside edges of the copper on every side of you. It's clockwork. Anyone that wishes to, I guess either one of you can attempt a spellcraft check. I'm going to do it. I rolled a 12 for a 16. I rolled a 14 for a 37. Citra, you can just tell that this somehow interacts maybe with that disc. Hollis, there's not an easy way to describe this. That doesn't delve into very esoteric magic. The simplest you can manage is this is a conduit. This is a receptacle, if you will, much as that disc is. 
the disc seems to probably contain spiritual energy. Judging from what you would know of this place, elemental energy. Mm-hmm. It seems like if a proper activation item, perhaps, was placed on the disc, it would then come down the shaft, reach this point, and channel all of that here. And through the copper and the magic, into whatever clockwork machinery, machinery, clockwork machinery is built into the surrounding area. So this is it, a battery. For lack of a better term, seems like it would power up something. Oh, this, so this is the device that we're powering up with the the lantern? Yeah, As an interesting side battery. note, yeah. you are aware that if you were inside of this, whenever it were to activate, uh, it would probably deal 5d6 points of electricity, fire, and sonic 15d6 Ow. points of total damage per round. All right. Oh my God. First of all, we don't want to be in here <laughs> if we activate it. But second of all, uh, this here is kind of, you know how when you give a, a camel, I was going to say a horse, a piece of sugar, they get real energized and they can go more. It's like that uh, with that cork when they combine energy and the energy is going to power whatever mechanisms over here. We just need to find the doodad that goes into the thing. What's weird about being an Ankh is, uh, ain't that Serenre? And a bunch of the Osiriani deities. I'm not talking to you. You're down at the other end of the hall. <laughs> the acoustics are amazing. The uh, <laughs> They probably are. Probably are with a nice, perfect circle. Yeah. <laughs> bounces for days. The Ankh predates Serenre. All right. Actually, technically speaking, Serenre predates the Ankh, but okay. <laughs> if either of the two of you in the hallway want to make an old religion... I'm just going by what Citra knows, <laughs> and Citra has no religion. Yep. I want to know now. I get a 15, which gives me a 38. Uh, so specifically, the Ankh as a holy symbol for Serenre. The holy symbol for Serenre has always been the angelic form of Serenre. Oftentimes, it was originally a sun. The Ankh was actually a combination of when the, during the Chelish Interregum, when the Church of Serenre, in essence, tried to blend the other sun faiths of Osirian into the worship of Serenre. Yeah, they hijacked the Ankh. Nice. Yeah, adopting other religions into your religion to make them like all one Isis? thing. Is it like Isis? Who is it? In... I think it's Osiris that has the Ankh as part of his. There's uh, some... Yeah, it, it was originally part of, uh, well, basically it was raw. Horus. And then Anubis Osiris. usually is holding an Ankh in most of his depictions. Yeah. and So it's a prominent symbol, and it is now a holy symbol of uh, Serenre. And that the angel of Serenre now forms an Ankh. Right, right, right. I like that we have a brief philosophical conversation about Ankhs, and then we While have While you're in this death out. tunnel. Well, I'm not scared of it now. Mashikach, I, I can't hear what they're saying, but it sounds like there's a bunch of sugar and horses in there. <laughs> that must make so much horsepower. All right, so I think this is fine. That's literally what it means. <laughs> so it seems like uh, it uh, transfers the magical energy that they get from the poor elementals and it goes into the Yeah, the it's not great. It's probably charges up that lantern or whatever it is for whatever we have to do to get well, the it, yeah, things definitely. activated. Maybe it is the lantern. I don't know. The only way to find out is to find the doodad. Either way, we don't want to be in there when it happens. No, certainly not. Uh, you probably take a bunch of damage. Uh, the two of you would also note something of some interest, but the same imper almost imperceptible tilting is also in here. That's to help it go down, right? Possibly. Or is it? I don't know. Who knows? We need to go further into this place to find out. I guess we've discovered 
something. We discovered a fancy battery. I guess we like wiggle our way out of this tunnel. Now all I see when it when I when I look at over at that thing is I'm thinking of those little like the little button batteries that you put in things, you know, like <laughs> hearing aids and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a little button battery. I mean, pretty much, yeah. All right. You just uh, clamber your way back out. Yeah. Well, yeah. We tell everybody that this is essentially, you know, a fancy battery. We need to find the activation, you know, do that. And stay clear of it whenever it activates because it's probably yeah, going to plug get that hole immediately and yeah, kill anything that's in there. You'll get burned up and shocked. All sorts of stuff. All right. Well, one hallway down. Who knows how many left? All right. You climb your way back free. I take some notes in my journal just in case. I don't know. We forget. Step back out. Uh, you returning back to the initial hallway? Yes. And then we'll go down that to the next, um, I guess, branch off. You turn, make your way out. Also, it's definitely been used a bunch because it looked pretty worn. Well, I mean, they, I, assumedly they used this once, if not multiple times, to pull Shori uh, cities out of the air. We don't know if they ever really did that or not. Well, I mean, Maybe I'm they just did some tests. I'm presuming, one, they would have had to at least test it at once, but two, I'd imagine you have to pull at least one uh, down to get them to stop doing whatever they were doing. Who knows? If the Shori are lifting dinosaurs. <laughs> Airlifting I mean, dinosaurs. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> big conspiracy. The Shory weren't doing anything, and it was all just a, you know, power grab kind of thing. I don't thing. know. That, there was a impossible. natural disaster happening, and they are just trying to, like, relocate dinosaurs. <laughs> it was like, oh, sorry. We didn't realize you were there. <laughs> Wait, we didn't realize anybody was actually here in this desert. We were just chucking them there temporarily. We're just like, we figured, you know, these dinosaurs, they like rivers. They'll be fine here. <laughs> you, I assume, make your way down the length of the hallway. I mean, we don't know the 100% the circumstances behind the dinosaur airdrop. I love <laughs> that it's like some druids trying to help out some dinosaurs and relocate them, essentially. Like, that's great. <laughs> I just love Heather playing devil's advocate for these people. It's like, we don't know. I wish to posit it to the jury, sir, that we don't know 100% <laughs> the motivation behind this dinosaur relocation. <laughs> yeah, Hakatup doesn't seem like a nice guy, you know? Yeah. So we All I'm saying is that the Shuri offered him a perfectly good dinosaur, and the next thing you know, he turned it into a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> they may not have. Well, I think the brother was working. Anyway, there's a whole nest of There's conspiracy. a whole amount of story we haven't gotten yet. I got a Making your way for it. down the length of the hallway. <laughs> the hallway turns sharply to your side, making its way to the right. And from here, you can see that there's an archway leading into a chamber beyond. Again, Light adorns almost every surface of uh, what appears to be the room beyond. All right, y'all. And as we know, lights are traps now. Yeah. You've also broken the light in this hallway, so. We're looking the for The archway making its way into that room is only about eight feet wide and about 15 feet high. Hmm. High check for the traps. <laughs> yep. We every hallway, including this, what, 25-foot long hallway, hey, we're like, I, nope, traps. I am going by what Chisisek said. And he said, assume every hallway is trapped. So that is my assumption. Also, given that, like, the literal light can kill you, like, that's definitely a thing. Well, we don't know if that's every light in this place or if it was just that original hallway, if there's other, you know, That's enough to get me awaiting. paranoid, yeah. you know? Yep. When you find out that they were literally, like, weaponizing light itself. I only lack the darkness now. The only thing I can, I can t trust is your light spells and my ever-burning torch. It actually reminds me of this uh, short story that I read on uh, Creepypasta 
where this guy moves into a, a house and this ghost is constantly like turning off the lights and freaking him out. And eventually in the story, he comes to realize that the ghost was trying to protect him for some, from some creepy thing that's in the light. And oh, like so it's a like reverse it Alan Wake be, situation. Yeah, so it needs to be dark for him to be safe. And so it's like it's the whole thing of like now he can't it was Casper the friendly ghost on. the whole time. Yeah, the so, lurker in the light. But it was it was an interesting story. I don't I don't actually remember the details of it, but it was it was real good. You don't see any trap on the doorway. I don't see anything, but I'd like to go in first just to be safe. Okay. Dokey. No complaints from me. So Citra Lead will go on. in by herself and examine. Very well. We all tiptoe in behind Citra as she clears places. Citra, you step into the room. The chamber beyond is large. The hallway widens into a large, low cathedral-like space. The ceiling arches up to a height of 20 feet. The floor is decorated with complex patterns of hieroglyphic carvings, geometric designs. On the opposite end from where you've entered, a 10-foot-wide archway opens into what looks to be an alcove, an oversized alcove of some form. Although what exactly in, is in there, you can't tell from this distance. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Go ahead and throw your trap fighting in there. <laughs> Perfectly average. 10 plus 23. Yes. That would be a 33. You step into the room, noting, again, this, the carvings, the design... Uh, as you your light plays across this room, as you see in the brilliant light of this room, you can see carvings of the great god, the god of darkness, set on the far side of the room. Strangely here, considering how much light is here for the god of darkness. Although, again, you're wondering whether or not you should be walking in darkness even as you come here. As you look over these, step forward, you eye the floor off towards your left. And then turn your head and eye the floor off towards your right-hand side, curiously. Probably as Sudi begins to step through the doorway, just kind of hold up a hand to hold him back for a second. This chamber has been abandoned for millennia. But there are some areas of the floor that seem oddly clean. As you kneel down, lean forward, look them over, activate your magic vestments. There are portions of the floor of this room that are illusion. Huh. Oh, boy. And as you place your hand over the floor, just a few feet from where you'd stepped in, you can feel a very faint breeze. As if there's a large open space beneath this seemingly solid floor. Oh, wonderful. Great. Can I see how to disable the illusion? You can attempt to disable it if you so wish. I shall. All right, and I get plus six on disabling, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So I rolled an 11 with my trappy bonus. I get a 41. With a 41, you lean lean down, look this over. Yeah, there's some sort of illusionary pit trap here. (laughs) As you look this over, go ahead and make me another perception roll. Am I adding my trappy thing to this? No. This would be a great place to have a fight. Yeah, awful place to have a fight. I rolled a 13 for a 30. Okay. You... Unfurl your, your tools, speak the command words, the bracers drop off your wrists, pick them up, lift them up, lean forward. Just before you start to work, you hear a very faint sound from the far end of the room. Uh-oh. You look over in that direction, you don't see anything, but for a second, you could have heard, swore you heard the sound of stone scraping on stone. But no, the twin visages of Set just stare at you from the opposite wall. 
and nothing else. Although it could have been from the alcove beyond. I do have a Golem Bane Scarab. Let's go ahead and activate that real quick just to have a look-see. Yeah, yeah, they're both golems. <laughs> Neither side of the archway Excellent. exiting the room in the far side of the room. As if the pit trap's not bad enough, you have them throwing you in there, I'm sure. The good news is they don't seem to have activated them. Although, judging by the sound, they seem to have almost anticipated oh, before going, disabling well, the trap. Maybe triggers them. Would you like to continue disabling the trap? Can I have another look to see if I disable this trap, if it will activate the golems? I'm not sure uh, you can No, because tell. If it's, the golems are not a trap. So there might be a command word with the golem, whoever put them here, that said, kill anyone that tries to mess with these traps or kill anyone that falls into one of these pits or kill anyone that anyway interacts with these pits. But apparently does allow you to enter the room. So, uh, be ready. Uh, there's a trap in here that I'm pretty sure I can disable. However, uh, there are two golems in here that I don't know if me disabling the trap will cause them to attack and try to kill us. Can we get around the trap without you disabling it and leave the golems alone? I mean, I can, because I can fly. I don't know. <laughs> Attempt to search each square as you're making your way through the room to try to figure out where the traps are. And as if, assuming that it, there's just the pit trap next to you and you think that there's one on the on your right-hand side also, but it's also a large room. You don't know which portions of the floor are solid or not. You could feasibly try to make your way through the room and check each one as you're going. All right, what if I spot a climb on, like, Sudi, give him spot a climb so he can just go around the wall or on the ceiling, and then the rest of us can fly in some form of fashion, right? I mean, we could see if that works. Again, I don't know what triggers the golems to attack. Mm. I heard something, so I think maybe one of them looked at me when I started to work on this trap. All right, Hollis steps up next to you and goes, all right. Pretend you're going to work on them, and we'll look at them and see if they shift some more. That's not, not right. a bad idea. We test this theory. I mean, there's a soft sound of shifting whenever you start, like, leaning over to basically touch the illusion. All right. they seem That seems to be a thing. Although so you're not probably... positive if it's coming from them, it might also be coming from that alcove but beyond them. You're not positive which. So what do you want to do? Do we want to try and fly over everything, or should I go ahead and disable this trap? I mean, that sounds like a lot of magic to be using. We don't know how far this place goes. I'm not very useful in a fight against golems. Yeah, me. Oh, I don't wait. think I am either. Can I? Can we identify those golems since we know that they're golems now? Yeah, I mean, anyone that wishes to. We all you squint You need to them. step into the room to get a good look at them, but... I will float into the room next to Citra. Very well. The golems attack. Yeah, anyone that wishes to may make me knowledge arcana. Hmm. Why is that? I just don't have a very good one. Rolled a seven for 19. Rolled a nine... For 32. So both of you are able to identify these. Uh, in Hollis's case, due to her study of various esoteric lore, so on and so forth. In Citra's case, uh, one part that, one part because you fought these before. Mm. This is a Graven Guardian. Oh. oh Graven Guardians fun. are constructs made of clay, stone, wood, similar materials, crafted and painted to resemble a deity, or the deity's favorite servants. When not in motion, they appear identical to a temple or crypt statue. While active, the Graven Guardians look extremely lifelike. The Graven Guardians are inexorably tied to a specific deity's faith. While unintelligent, thus lacking any real personality, Graven Guardian has the ability to recognize fellow worshippers or minions of its deity and does not th th treat them as enemies unless they first attack. Oh, set. 
You've actually run into these twice before, uh, yeah. as you ran into one of Nethys as well as one of Anubis. All right, any of y'all got a Falling. set holy symbol? No, why would I have that? Well, I think that could be a key to get past them. Well, I don't have that, so... Well, we still don't know exactly what triggers them. You guys being in the room doesn't seem to upset them. No, but they seem... Something shifts every time I attempt to disable this trap. And then it probably has something to do with that. I don't think if we get anywhere near these, they're going to just let us by unless we have holy symbols of set. We've faced these twice before. And if we don't disable this trap, we're not going to know which Certainly don't want to fight areas are safe versus which are not. It'd be a great day to have prepared wall of stone, but it didn't. I mean, what are the chances that if we if we trigger them and then leave the room, that they'll just go back to being reset? Probably not. We don't not. know what their orders are. Uh, There's no way to know. Well, I mean, we'd have the advantage at least of we, if we trigger them now and then retreat it back, we'd have them in single file. Well, by the time, I mean, Citra starts working on this, it is not going to take them very long to get over here, and she's probably not going to be finished disabling. Yikes. I mean, it, it is going to take me a little bit of time. So either way, we're going to be fighting without knowing where the pits are. Well, unless, I mean, luring them into the hallway ain't the worst idea. They'd have to fight one at a time. I mean, I can still attempt to disable it and see if that triggers them. I can always retreat. Once they've started attacking, they're going to attack, though. That's why we retreat back into the hallway. Yeah, we could bottleneck them. All right, well, I'm going to go back into the hallway. <laughs> that is that I is mean, wise. I'd rather try to sneak past them and not waste the resources on a golem fight, especially since Masika's useless against golems. <laughs> Just so you know... Hollis, you did get questions pertaining towards the golem. Uh, Citra, you did not. Oh. You are able to identify them. Uh, Hollis, with your 33, I believe it was, you were able to get uh, three questions pertaining towards golems. Um, These specific golems. What's their deactivation word? <laughs> well, that's no. going to be specific. Um, Ask what their they, immunities are. I don't know. I feel like we know a lot of stuff about them. But do, do, they, um, do they always attack people who don't have the holy symbol? Or is it only if they're told to attack people that don't have the right holy symbol, do they attack? All I could really give you for that question is, mechanically speaking, you are aware that a Graven Guardian cannot attack a creature that openly wears or displays the holy or unholy symbol of the deity of which the Graven Guardian is dedicated to, unless that creature first attacks the Graven Guardian. Okay. Your question would just be, it's whatever their, the wording of yeah, that was the command was. But I wanted to know if it was like an, that was an automatic thing they always did or not. No, they do not automatically attack. Although if they were commanded to attack, they would. Sure, although sure. they could not be commanded to attack someone openly bearing the holy symbol of their deity. Uh, do they have any weaknesses? I'll go ahead and give you another question because that faith bound ability is their weakness. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That it, their only weakness is they cannot attack something that is carrying the holy symbol of their um, deity unless it first attacks them. Are there any spells that get through their magic resistance stuff? Uh, with that specific question, no. Okay. Special attacks. We know they're special attacks. I've forgotten them. Oh, they hit real hard, I think, is basically their special attack. I guess I'll just ask special defenses in general, then. Special defenses. Graven Guardians possess damage reduction. Knowing what overcomes their damage reduction is a separate question. They also possess the standard construct traits, so they get immunity to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, charms, compulsions, phantasms, patterns, and morale effects, necromancy effects, and paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save, unless the effect also works on objects. They are not subject to non-lethal damage, ability drain, ability damage, fatigue, exhaustion, or energy drain. In addition to that, they possess spell resistance, and that is it. Okay. Importantly, that is why I phrased that previous question the way that I did. They do not have immunity to magic. 
Well, that's easy. Spell resistance yeah, that's something. things works. You hit him with the lightning. Yeah. All right, one more test. I'll just be real crazy. Hollis flies. Hold on, I will throw this oh. also under their special defenses. They also possess fast healing. Oh, okay. okay. Hollis flies across the room within, like, just outside of a 10-foot range from them and see if they do anything. No. Hollis moves a little closer. Do they do anything? Mm -mm. Hollis moves a little closer. Do they do anything? No. Hollis? Hollis moves a little closer. Do they do anything? Seriously? No. Although from here, you can tell that there appear to be two more statues almost identical in the uh, alcove area beyond, as well as what may be a crypt. Good gracious. Hollis withdraws away all the way back to the hallway. <laughs> all right. So Sorry. sneaking past them ain't going to be the problem. There's two more of them in the next room and some sort of crypt. So four Water total. Room. Well, the ones in the next room, though, they may be triggered by something else. I didn't go in there. And then there's a crypt or something past that. So Narmer. either they've been commanded to attack anyone yep. who comes by here not wearing a set holy symbol and it's walk by here. Oh, maybe very specifically walk. Maybe mm. specifically walk. Narmer. Mm-hmm. Engage your stealth mode and peek around that corner. Oh, what? Past uh, Tugash? Yes. Yeah, sure. Although it is important to say that without cover or concealment, I literally cannot stealth because I do That's... not have hide and plane shot. Just go peek around the corner. <laughs> okay. We're, we're hoping that construct to construct, they do you a solid <laughs> and don't immediately crush you. Well, they didn't hit me, and I walked right between them. Armor away! He then flies out. Uh, he flies his way forward, reaches the uh, the area between the, the two sides. Correct me if I'm wrong, he does not have perfect fly, and therefore he has to make a check to hover. Not even with perfect fly. Correct me if I'm wrong, he, he needs to make a check to hover. Okay, well, gets a 34. Okay. He gets a 20 before he rolls. I don't even know if he can fail it. Normer flies his way forward, reaches the end, looks inside. Um, it looks like there's two other maybe ways out to both the left and right past these two guys that are staring at me. Huh. Anybody hear that? The moment his head passes through the archway, uh, the two golems flanking Normer wrench themselves around and turn to look down at him, and I'll need initiative from the party. <laughs> there it is. Well, that's not a great place for him to be in. Narmer I like is that in I just didn't go far uber enough. Uber trouble. <laughs> uber, uber trouble for Narmer right now. Oh, man. That's Narmer hilarious. has a really good AC. Yeah. The problem is I think he's within, like, full, full attack mode of both of the... He also has a damage reduction of five for Adam... Oh, sorry, five Hopefully. Adam Mantine. Well, they may also have that damage reduction. Well, dang it. Yeah. I rolled a bad initiative. Um, Hollis wasn't I mean, prepared for I rolled for a such good a one, but I can't get across there easily. Well, you'll have to wait on me to give you spider climb. Then you can do some running on the ceiling action, which would be rad. I can't technically run on the ceiling because as soon as both of my feet aren't touching it, I'll fall. What? You didn't know that? Yeah, the when you run. The subject can climb and travel on vertical sur surfaces, even traversing ceilings as well as a spider does. Yeah, but you still I have to Jordan's keep... I think Jordan's making a reference to the fact that when you're running, both of your feet leave the ground. So yes. It's the whole argument with why Spider-Man running across the side of buildings doesn't work. Makes no yeah, sense whatsoever. Yeah, so that doesn't whatsoever. apply to Pathfinder. And this is magic, and you can walk. The affected creature must have his hands free to climb, which means you could use your hands. You could scamper across. In fact, I believe you must, because I think you technically yeah. drop down on all floor, fours. You go on all fours climb. to spider climb, yeah. yes. 
you get to Spider-Man, but you don't get to do the the Marvel Spider-Man from the PS4, PS5, where like he runs up the side of the building. That doesn't work. Uh, you also need not make climb checks to traverse a vertical or horizontal surface, even upside down. Yep. Pretty cool. Which is better than my my. Uh, you cannot use the speed. run action while climbing, but you can move. Yeah, because it's assumed that you're doing like a rapid jog. Oh yeah. All right. Nobody sprints in combat. No. Well, I mean, you do, but you're flat-footed while doing it. Well, I mean, so. Again, though, guys, I don't know where any of these pits are. That's, That's why I'm right. going to spider climb him. You're going to have to fly. Spider Sudi, Spider Sudi. Or look at where they step. Because we can also look at where they step, because they're not going to fall in the pit. The problem is I'm afraid that they're just going to go right after Narmer. Well, hopefully Narmer can get out of there. Because it's going to take us a second to get over there regardless. And I really don't want to get, like, boxed in by four of these things. Because no. if I remember right, they're pretty gnarly. We have gotten some levels, but who knows? So have they. All right. Oh, no. Hollis Starkweather. I rolled a four for an 11. Hollis really didn't think anything was going to happen because she had just been over there. Sudi Kantar. Uh, Sudi rolls a 17 for a 20. Masika of the Beckon. Masika rolls a 12 for a 15. Okay. Narma rolls an 18 for a 27 since he's off on his own right now. Citra Nahamra. <sighs> Citra rolled a natural one for a seven. Oof. Oh, no. Citra Yikes. also wasn't expecting this. Did not expect this episode to be the death of Narma. Round one of combat begins. Narma gets first initiative. Narma hey! flies back to Masika. Go, Narma. What do you guys have as far as combat reflex is concerned? Zip. Zip. Nope. Zip. Yay. Narma has a... 50 foot perfect fly speed. I think he can double move and get to Masika. <laughs> Shortest combat ever. Okay, I think we're good. I might have slightly upset them, but then they're still way over there. Oh, look, they're still coming. <laughs> oh, they're still coming for me. <laughs> no, they don't attack the first person who comes through. Narmer! Narmer. Somebody grab get. Citra and pull her back through here so we can get in the bag. Uh, I can't because I had to double move to reach you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mechanics. City contact. Um, oh gosh. Grab Citra. Citra's, Citra's initiative is so low. Uh, Sudi would like to do a reposition action on Citra to pull her back through the doorway. Okay, you guys do know that I have a golden bane scarab, right? We're trying so to bottleneck I. them. But we're trying to bottleneck them. Yeah, but Remember if you reposition, doesn't that just put you in my spot? No, 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 no it reposition. doesn't switch spots. It just... Yeah, it does not switch spots. I move you five feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just moving you into the hallway so that we can. I literally just grab guys. you and bodily shove you into a new sp uh, spot. Okay. okay. I'm pretty sure you can beat her combat maneuver defense, especially if she's choosing to fail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my combat maneuver defense is a 41 before Give me I roll. bonus. <laughs> or, sorry, bonus, my... not defense. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 17 before I roll, so I got I a pretty a good 26. chance. Okay. I got a but you can also voluntarily choose yeah. to fail. I am voluntarily choosing to fail Woo! and letting him. I yank you. Yoink. Um, I will then. Uh, I have a move action, but uh, I think it's a standard action to turn on my golden bane scarab. So no, that's just activated. It's active that's all the time. Just, I learned that recently. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's you just it's have, active you all the time unless you have it deactivated if you're using an amulet of natural armor. Or yeah, something which like that. I which wait hang is on. yours not slotless? Check. I always pay to get those slotless. Hang on, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, it's <laughs> slotless. It's slotless. It's on. The only hey. time you have to activate it is to look for golems. Yeah. Okay. It always cool. gives you the cool, cool, cool. bane function. Yeah. Uh, swift action to switch to pummeling style in preparation cool. for the pummel to come. All right, that brings us to the Graven Guardians of Set. 
The first one dislodges himself from the wall, steps forward, hefts, flips his spear, and hurls it across the distance. Whoa! Well, that's something. That's new. Uh, straight at Narmer. Wow, Wild. that's okay. new. Did not see that coming, not gonna lie. 36 to hit. Oh my That'll god. Hit I do remember them being very accurate. These are things I remember about them. I was gonna say, I remember these being a, a race to the bottom type of fight. But that was- uh, This is not an adamantine weapon. Okay, okay. Uh, however, it does strike home for 15 points of regular damage and four points of electricity as it bursts oh. into electricity and armor what? screams as the large spear hits him. Oh, that's not good. Oh, God. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, he then tries to like reach up and dislodge it before it flashes. The golem extends his hand as the spear reappears in his hand. It's oh, freaking no. returning. The next one takes a five foot step over and hurls his spear at Norbert. All right, y'all, I'm going to pull out a wizard trick. Wow. The second spear oh, flies across gosh. the distance with a 28 to hit Norbert. No. I literally thought this was going to be one of those. And then they start walking into the room, not returning yep. spears. Norbert ducks underneath the second one. Mishika, oh God. <laughs> oh God, they can hurt me. The spear flies across the distance, misses Narmer before slamming into the back wall before the thing extends his hand. It flashes in light and returns back to his outreaching hand. Beyond the other two golems, Freak. wrench themselves free, seem to pause for a second before beginning to move forward with unholy celerity as they stride into the room after casting haste on themselves. Ah, crud. And of course, they know where, where the good squares are. Watch where the golems stand. Yeah, so everybody watch where the golems are stepping. They stride into the room, flinking out. Masika of the Beckon. Masika Ow. picks up Narmer and shoves him in her bag. That's a move action to retrieve and a move action to put him away if you want to do that. <laughs> yes. it's worth it. Store, store that target. <laughs> okay. Oh, Stinger, Stinger. Oh, okay, he's fine. <laughs> Luckily, Narmer. he's an insulator as well as a conductor. There's a physics D joke for you. Don't worry about the scorpion right now. <laughs> oh, don't worry about me, Mashika. I can't actually feel pain. Oh, look, everything's popping back into place. As Norma's fast healing kicks in. Yay! Didn't I tell you I'm invincible and impervious to harm? <laughs> oh, except for that one monk that nearly killed me. Oh, that was a day. Yep. Mashika has a five-foot step remaining if she'd like to take it. Mashika's going to take a five-foot step back. Everybody make yep. room for Sudi to get big. You can tell, uh, judging by the movement of these things' heads, that they're still following basically your backpack now. Uh, <laughs> no, they have a homing beacon on him. They saw where you put him. <laughs> okay, we may have to retreat around this curve just to get them to come anywhere close to us outside of that room. Well, I want to do a thing at first. Um, Call us Starkweather. Oh. Uh, you're gonna, if you're going to kind of cold them, that would be rad. That's what I was thinking of doing. Yeah, I'm going to... Nice, rad, do it. I'm going to step into the room because Citra's in the way, and I don't want to cone of cold Citra. All right. Uh, and then I'm just going to Cone of Cold this entire room. <laughs> I never get to Very cast well. Cone of Cold. I know, right? Spell resistance, right? Uh, yes, you'll need to roll to overcome each of their spell resistances. I have to roll so many dice. All right, that's a 12 plus 13 is 25. Oh, wait, plus four because I have a thing. Uh, spell penetration. Spell penetration. Yeah. Uh, I even have greater. 29. Anyway, yeah, 29. All right. A much higher number than that. Uh, I get a 17 for a 34. Okay. A perfect 20. And then another another 17 for a 34. Okay. All those will succeed. Haha, -ha, rat. D6 per caster level. Woot. 
I don't think I've ever gotten Okay, so I get 26, 12, 21, 23. Ah. Mm. So surprisingly it's a good 22. numbers. So the 12 and the 21 will fail. So two yeah. fail, so two, two fail, succeed. two succeed. Okay. Right. 42 points of cold damage. Nice. Chill out, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. You didn't say like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, okay, Mister Freeze. I'm not gonna change my <laughs> accent for it. I had to give you bonus points in my head, where I keep tallies of things and stuff. Okay. Well, um, I'm so yeah, scared. a blast of cold coats the far side of the room, ice freezing across the uh, the quartet. Do they have string instruments? Yes. I hope so. They continue ahead, although their track or their view has now switched as their heads <laughs> pivot in unison towards the mage. Oh, great. The weird little fish thing didn't hurt us. It's fine. I gotta leave after this. Uh, <laughs> From there we I have go a feeling to. Feeling they're going to close in on you. Uh, Citra yeah, Nahamra. Probably. So Sudi's grabbed you by the back of your cloak, pulled you in. A Hollis and then Hollis jumped the room, in. Blast the uh, the four of them. At which point they're all just kind of standing there, going, "Huh." Citra Great. saved me. <laughs> uh, I am going to ready that when these things close in, that I oh, or. I can always ether step if they hit me. It's fine. It's just a thing. That only works for one of the attacks, doesn't it? It works for the round. Uh, Great that you pulled me into the hallway, but the problem is, is that I need to be able to flank these guys. Yeah, but well, we gotta my pull them my in. plan was to get us get us out of here, so yeah. I can bottleneck them, and then we would just have to beat them down with attrition. But I will move next turn, and we can okay. get them over here. Was not yeah, expecting I'm, all four of them to activate, so we. I'm just of going to ready that if one gets within striking range, that I will attack. All right, Narmer's back in the bag. Sudi Kantar. Narmer does heal up. It may be um, pertinent to know what his health at is at, depending yeah. on whether or not Hollis goes ethereal and then technically invisible, and they all turn to attack Narmer again. Oh, right. So I know that Hollis just did this frosty uh, thing. Does it happen to have put frost on all of the squares that aren't illusory? Because if it did, I would at least know what squares were safe. Well, we're trying to lure him back here, I thought. I was just going to hit him. Well, you know, you kind of mucked up the plan, man. Well, she can still do the plan. All you got to do is ready. I'm afraid that she's going to get overrun before that happens. I just wanted to hit him one time with a cool spell because I never get, I never, ever have the opportunity to use that spell. Plus, now they're softened up and we can just move around the corner and hide. Yeah, the problem is I'm afraid they're going to hit you for... 40, or I'm going to eat step out of, of the way if they go to hit me, friend. Sudi worries about you. Someone should, because I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and Sudi make me a perception roll. Uh-oh. Sudi rolls really good. Holy cow. Uh, rolling a 19, which is a 42. Yeah, I'm not sure why you said uh-oh. You have the it best perception in the party. It would seem like the frost doesn't properly rhyme the area between the two front guardians of Set. Oh, oh. So there's a pit right there. Okay. So it might be clear up to that point. Well, and Citra lets you already know that at the very least the square immediately next to her had a pit, as well as the square on the opposite side of the room had a pit. Hmm. Oof. Yeah, because unfortunately keeping you guys safe is going to require me getting in there. Don't get in there. Stay there, you. Ugh. Sudi does not like this at all. Sudi, I guess, delays so that everybody can move around. All right, that brings us to the Guardians. The first one yeah. has his spear and throws it at Hollis. Yep, here we go. Immediate action, ether step. 
around the corner. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I'm essentially just in the same square, but in the ethereal plane. I am ethereal until the beginning of my next turn. My next turn, I can only move, so I'll be moving away. Okay. So you disappear entirely, uh, at which point the next one... I mean, technically, Narmer has, what, total cover while he's in the bag? I can target the bag, I guess. Oh, I'm wondering if they then target Masika? Like, how does mm -hmm. that work? Because he's they in a bag all, of holding. He's not in a familiar They all satchel. go back to parade rest. Oh, they're all gone. Guess we did it. Okay. And your bag is a bag of uh, holding or a haversack? It's a haversack. He's in one of the side pouches, which works for him since he doesn't have to breathe since it's an extra dimensional space. Okay. All right. So the back two haste themselves. Mm, great. 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 Apparently presented quite the dilemma for the logic of these golems. <laughs> no, I just had to look up how rule, these rules specifically work. Oh, no. Uh, the next one takes a standard action as part of his move to overrun Hollis, Masika, oh, Citra, no! and Sudi so that he can get within range to sunder the bag containing the no! familiar. Seriously? These hey, things are way too smart. Stop from moving, Sudi. Sudi gonna try. Well, Dermot, in, get out of his way so you get big. <laughs> I'm in the ethereal plane, so like I'm chill. This does provoke an attack of opportunity if you wish to take it. Yeah. I mean, so that yeah. applies to Sudi. This also will trigger Citra's ready to action. Hey, nice. Hey. Yay. Okay, so mm. I roll a 15. That is a 34. Yes, 34. Okay. Is that hit? Well, I've still got Citra's. Technically, okay. Citra's ready to action goes off first. For, okay. True, 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 true. Citra got an 11 uh, for a 28. A 28. So for starters, the 28 will hit. Okay. So regular old damage. That'd be uh, 11 points of regular and one point of electricity. All right. So slamming it with your ready to action, at which point at which point it goes to overrun. As a side note, either of you can choose to avoid the overrun if you wish. It does not uh, require an attack. No, but because I want to stop it. All right. I'm probably going to regret that, but hey. So uh, what did you get for your attack? Uh, my attack, I rolled a 15, so that is a 34. Okay. And Citra, you also get an attack because it's attempting to overrun you unless you want to try to get out of the way. I mean, if Sudi's standing his ground, I probably will stand my ground with him. Um, and I rolled a uh, 12 for a 29. 12 for a 29. A 29 will also hit, so both of your attacks hit. Yay. I do 10 points of damage. I do nine points of regular and three points of electricity. Very well. And Sudi, you have a Golden Bane Scarab, correct? Yes. And Citra, you also have a Golden Bane Scarab, correct? Correct. When you hit, technically your opportunist can go off. Hey! Yeah, we'll hit again. Three attacks, Citra! <laughs> it's actually yeah, got a full round. Yeah, but none of them are, like, yeah, anyway, none of them are great. You have a Golden Bane Scarab. Uh, they go all the way through. I know, but I mean, like, I don't get as You're not much. Getting, like than, sneak attack well, yeah. levels of damage. You know, for a thirteenth level person, like the max damage that I can do is eleven regular six electricity, unless I crit. Um, I rolled a seven for a twenty-four. A twenty-four will strike your target. Oh, okay. Hey. Better nothing. Oh, I thought of a really uh, good plan. I didn't think of it early enough. Be though. Eight points of regular, four points of electricity. All right, solid hit. So that is a. 43 for Sudi, a 41 yep. for Citra, and a 39 for Masika. Yep. Wow, it ran over all of us. Did that beat any of yours by five? No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very well. 
Of uh, course it did. So the creature rushes forward. Masika, are you taking the attack for opportunity? Yeah, with my. <laughs> She's like, sure, mace. why not? <laughs> I roll a 14, which gets me a 25. A 25 hits as you flail out at the thing. I do six points of damage. Is your weapon adamantine? No. And I don't believe you have a gold main scarab? No. One point of damage. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, it also knocks Citra and Masika prone as it runs over yep. you since it beats your CMD by five. Yeah. It then stops on the other side of Masika. Hi, Karumba. It will then. That's a problem. Uh, that's the end of its action, which leads us to the last one, which also moves forward. Jeez. Strides its way up, uh, spins its spear, and it will stab down at Masika. Or not Masika, sorry. It will stab down at Citra. Because you hurt its friend. Because now you've engaged in combat. Yep. Oh, they're so much better in melee. 40. Yeah. Good gracious. Stabs Citra for 14 points of regular damage, one point of electricity. Uh, and you're now bleeding. Great. Great. Masika of the Beckon. Everybody needs to get away from Sudi, please. Sudi needs to get big. <laughs> well, Hollis is going to move when Hollis can move. Well, I don't want to get big in the doorway because, like, I won't fit. Actually, no, the ceilings are 15 feet tall. Apparently so you fit because the statue fit. Yeah. All right. Um, I am going... Can I target Narmer when he's in the bag? No, he has full cover. Okay. He's in an extra-dimensional pocket. Is there any way for me to get to the other side of this thing? You can make Unlikely. an acrobatics check to attempt to tumble through. You could make a uh, overrun check to try to overrun it. Oh, yeah, right. I can't talk to you because I'm in the ethereal plane, or else I would say something. That might be a good idea. But I'll ask when I'm back in this plane. You don't happen to have rope trick, do you? No. I have Mage's Magnificent <laughs> Mansion. The, you then run into the <laughs> extra dimensional plane item in an extra dimensional plane, and that's bad. So. need to get out of here, but I'm stuck. Yeah, you are. You're wedged we, between. we are well and truly sandwiched, and I regret not jumping in. I have a good plan, but I can't tell you it. All right, Masika's just going to cast from the floor and Burning Hands, the one that ran her over in the face. Okay. <laughs> On the defensive? <laughs> yes. On the defensive. I roll a perfect 20. It's a first level spell. I've got this. Okay, it's DC 17, so you also need to roll for spell resistance. Um, I get a 23 to overcome its spell resistance. A 23 will successfully overcome your target spell resistance. I rolled really good. I do 17 points of fire damage to this thing. It gets a reflex save of 21. Yeah, that saves. Okay, so that would be eight points of fire damage. Can I shield the bag somehow with my move action? You could technically take a move action to hug the bag. You're already prone. Yeah. I guess there's nothing stopping you from rolling over on top of the bag. So yeah, I'll say that that gives a, a slightly, it gives the bag a cover bonus if he attempts to sunder the bag. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Masika hugs the bag or rolls over onto the bag, whichever. <laughs> I can't see what's going on, but it sounds like it's going good. Yeah, Narmer, it's great. Okay. Stay in the bag. <laughs> okay. I've already done my part to, to prove my worth for the group. <laughs> yes, From training Masika. all four of these on us was a great <laughs> contribution. <laughs> and what's going to happen anyway? Probably. From Masika, we go to Hollis. Hollis, you reappear. Yep, Hollis is like, oh, God. Um... All right, y'all, I can't do nothing this round but move. Um, You're going to provoke like mad. So I'm thinking of doing that. But also, what do y'all think of Dimension Door into that little room over there? And I point I across. I think we're going, to leave we're going to leave Masika unless you move. Anyway, I'm going to try to acrobatics to get to the other side of Citra. Okay. So go ahead and make your acrobatics. Uh <laughs> okay. 
that's not bad. I have an okay acrobatics. I just never use it. I just think their combat maneuver is going to be insane. Probably. I rolled a 15 for a 29. Provoking attack opportunity as you move through that's threat range. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. This escalated. Uh, perfect 20 automatically hits threats. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Cyrus. Oh, uh, look. I was about to say this might not confirm, but this is also Hollis. Yeah. It's a 29. I mean, yes, that hits. Oh, gosh. I don't suppose it only has a 2x critical. I don't suppose it does elemental damage. <laughs> I mean, it some does some it. elemental oh, damage. Oh, great. Uh, that is 70 points of regular damage, 5 points of electricity, as its spear rams into your back. Wow! Times 3 critical, as it wrenches the spear back That's why I was you. hoping it was only a times 2. You're also bleeding. Thanks. All right. All right, so I'm thinking we go. <laughs> I love Hollis's. I have no pain response. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm not thinking. Well, I figured <laughs> I was going to get whacked real hard. I figured it, so I don't feel the pain. <laughs> Analytical brain takes over, and my adrenaline is very, very high. So, what do y'all think over there? That's what I'm thinking. It's got to be better than here. So he holds I think out his hand. <laughs> we should go outside where we can get in the air. I say not to any rooms we haven't been in yet. Traps everywhere. From there we go to Citra. You're prone. You're also bleeding. You've taken two points of bleed damage. Don't suppose you have kip up. No. Dang. Perfect time for a kip up. Well, I'm going to get up. <laughs> All right. That will provoke an attack of opportunity. Gotta it go. does not have a second one. Oh, good. Citra gets up. All right. Citra vanishes. Ah! <laughs> Cool. Okay. Wait, yeah, but if also if you're gonna get us out, do you have to be touching all of us? Yes. Or yes. You... Okay, so yeah, then never mind. I'm not gonna vanish. I am going to step past Hollis and attack. Uh, you <laughs> Wait, can I do that? No. That guy was a move action to get up and then a move action to move in ten feet into position. God, it doesn't matter where we go. Yes, that's why I've got to no, get us I'm out of here. No, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just stand my get ground. Get away from Sudi so Sudi can get big and punch things. I, he's trying to get, we're trying to get out of here. We are bottlenecked. And apparently they have we, good overrun, so obviously that's not a good plan. Yeah, so we need to get somewhere where there's more room so we can avoid yeah. it. So okay. do not embiggen. Uh, oh, just fine. stay where you are so Hollis can get us out of here. So I just uh, honestly defend Hollis. <laughs> the problem is, is that I'm going to lose an entire turn. We're losing a bunch of turns, Sudi. If So Citra chooses to do nothing. Bring us to City Contar. I guess I'm gonna continue to delay because unfortunately none of these guys are in face-to-face contact, and I can't get big because we we are jammed in here like sardines. Yeah, that's the problem. That is real a quick, real actually, problem. to go back to uh, Citra before we move on. Uh, you could use your standard action to fight defensively if you wanted a plus two AC bonus. Sure, I'll do that. Okay, it's a plus three if you have at least three ranks in acrobatics. I have uh, thirteen ranks in acrobatics. As long as you have at least three. From Citra, we go to Sudikantar. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, Sudi's going to go full defensive because that's about all I okay. can probably really do. So if you have at least three ranks in acrobatics, that gets you a plus six. Yep. That brings us to the golems. Here we go. Uh, the back two will both move up, throwing at Citra and Sudi respectively. Cool. Wait, do I have snatch arrows? Does this count as an arrow by any chance? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a ranged weapon. Yeah, so technically it does. So it's, it's really, how big is this? Is this big enough to be counted as like a ballista? No, bolt? it's technically just a large size spear. So you can wrap it out of the way. So I will snatch it. It's going to return to them immediately, but it does at least make it so that they can't damage me. <laughs> and it doesn't okay. go sailing past everybody else. 
Which it might have because it got a 41 to hit. Oh, good thing I used that, wouldn't it? Because that would hit me even with my total defensive. And for Citra, I got a 37. Okay, so how much do I get for this? Uh, Plus three. Well, that only gets me a 35, so it hits. Oh. The spear lances across the distance, striking you for 18 points of regular damage, two points of electricity. You continue to bleed as the spear returns back to its hand. Uh, the one in front of Citra and Sudi full attacks. Yep. Both Citra and Sudi have angered it. Technically, we hit the one that overran us. We haven't yeah, hurt Yeah, but guy. you hit his friend. Dang them and their compassion for their friends. <laughs> Citra hit them more. Uh, it doesn't have the logic to figure that out. 50-50 chance. Sweet. Sudi. hey -o. That's 33. Uh, no. That is a 33. No. That is a 30 even. No. That is a 39. That'll hit. Even with the bonus. So it hits with the haste attack. Striking for 21 points of regular damage, 2 points of electricity. So 23 points of damage. The other one goes stab happy down at Masika. No. The good news is I'm not bleeding. No, no, no. Uh, that actually might not hit Masika. That's a 26. Keep in mind you are minus 4 because you're prone. No, that still won't hit me. All right. That, however, is a 33. You're prone. If that wasn't, if I wasn't prone, it wouldn't have hit me. <laughs> follows that up with a 24. Nope. It follows that up with a 39. Yep. So stabs you twice. These guys are mean. The first time for 17 points of regular damage, five fire. Sorry, five, five electricity. 22 total. The second for 16 points of regular damage and six electricity, 22 total. As it begins to just stab wildly down at you. Like that scene from the end of Mummy when they turn all the people on uh, the Nox and the Moon. And takes us to Masika. Still curled up, basically holding the Narmer bag. Yep, and I'm going to stay like that. Uh, Masika, what's all this sticky red stuff coming in here? It's fine. <laughs> I thought we were winning. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Narmer. You're safe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't forget to heal yourself. And, and I, for one, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, that with a capital H. Masika of the Beckon. Can I channel while I'm prone? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing stopping you. It doesn't even provoke attacks of opportunity. It's supernatural power. I'll do that. Yay! I rolled real good, and everybody gets 33 hit points back. Hey! Oh, uh, that will stop your bleeding. Yay! Yay! That will also stop... Uh, actually, sorry, Masika, you did take two points of bleed damage at the beginning of your turn. Yay. <laughs> but then the bleeding stopped because you channeled, so... Yeah, move action remaining if you'd like to stand up. No. No, that's right. okay. <laughs> From there, we go to Hollis Starkweather. All right, here's what Hollis does. I've been thinking about it for a Here while. Here we go. She's going to go ahead and tap her uh, Rod of Quicken to Quicken Obscuring Mist, which okay. emanates 20 feet from her. And she can still okay. see within five feet of herself to see all of her friends, but big statues shouldn't be able to see her through the mist, if I'm reading that correctly. Okay. I'm assuming, I think you said that you usually have your rod of quick in your hand, so you don't need to pull that, so yeah. Yep, that's my doodad. Uh, and then I'm going to cast Dimension Door. So, obscuring mist on yourself, and then you're casting Dimension Door, and you're not casting that on the offensive? I mean... You probably should just I just have safe. to ask. Uh, I have total concealment, 50% miss chance. Attacker cannot use sight to locate me. It's completely up to you. It's a fourth level spell. 15 plus eight is a number 23. 23. I'm doing calculations. One moment. 
Begin the probability calculations. Play the I mean, I probability sound. They might have tremor sense, and I would hate to just be like, I didn't ask. I <laughs> don't think I can actually fail it. So we're 13th level. I have a seven intelligence modifier. I have a plus four concentration that brings me to a 24. I can't fail it. So sure, I'll cast on the defensive. I All rolled right. a 17 on the dice, which is a big number. So you chant and tone. Pull the classic, uh, at this point, doorkeeper yep. maneuver hey, doors, of man. diving through a dimension door. Yep. And I'll put us at the entrance. As you grab onto this. the party, there's a flash of purple. The world falls to the side as you leave these golems in your wake. Suddenly blinded by the light as you stumble free, I believe outside was your plan? Essentially, not the doorway, but like right next to the doorway, like over here. Like, basically, like, take our direction straight south or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, I don't want this guy to be able to peek around the corner and see us at all. We basically did the ninja thing where, like, you throw the smoke bomb and then yeah. disappear. You stumble free out into the open air. Can't do anything else in your turn, Hollis. Nope, that's me. I'm like, oh, God, I hurt so bad. As you stumble free, you take a couple of seconds to just look about, since you're blinking away the blinding light as you look back disoriented. Masika's still hugging her bag. Masika's still hugging her bag. Sudi kind of spinning in circles like, ah, oh, okay. I'm at full health, so like Sudi's still ready to go. <laughs> I feel like they're worse than they were before. A crunch of sand from feet away announces a presence. And as you turn, you see a tall, dark figure wearing resplendent robes and armor and a complex face mask that almost looks jackal-like, covering his head beautiful gilt gold. I have concerns. And a horrifying-looking axe held easily in one hand. Yikes! The figure looks down over you, and we'll pick it up here next time. We're going to have to fight oh, this man. guy da, 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 We just teleport away. <laughs> just far no, away. We needed, we needed to face this guy. We knew this was going to happen. I am at half. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.